Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is another episode. Oh, shit, I play that. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy Chris, aka Black Rot, aka Black Hulk, aka Don't Have Any More AKAs. I'll figure that out. And I got I got Rod in the building. What's going on, Rod? How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Are my peas popping? Yo, they're they're plenty popping. <laughs> 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 plenty popping. Papa. Good, good, good. I had to good. throw in the third one. I had to throw in the third one. But yeah, yeah, man, it's another week. What's going on? How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. I had uh, I had a pretty eventful weekend. At, at one point, there was a I was I was in the theater watching a movie. You know, as I am wanted to, to do, and. You know, the, the theater, actually, the hard drive, it fried, so I actually couldn't watch the movie. Um, Wait, what? Which, yeah, so I, I guess I just kind of buried the lead on, on that whole story here, but uh, so basically, I went to go see Jojo Rabbit, and I was really psyched about this movie, you know, the new Taika Waititi movie, and, uh, you know, we sit down, and during the trailers, like, it starts, you know, the, the screen kind of starts going black a little bit. And I'm like, all right, you know, that's obviously not normal. Um, film is obviously not projected on actual film. It's, it's just in a computer, like what you're watching. Um, so, you know, things are, are automated at this point. Uh, but the screen did kind of go black at one point at a specific moment in a trailer that was very appropriate. So people thought that it was actually a part of the, of the trailer, but it, but it wasn't because the, the screen just went dark and didn't come back on for like, five minutes and people were just like oh. okay yeah so we had, like people had gotten up like after a, a couple minutes and like you know told told staff like hey uh something's wrong so yeah and then we had to just kind of wait for a while and then it eventually did come back on it stopped like two more times during the trailers at one point it actually it it skipped an entire trailer because it started like the first 10 seconds of a trailer stopped for a couple minutes when it came back on we were on a completely in the middle of a completely different trailer so i was like oh boy oh boy it's not you think good. you think at that point they just skip the trailers you would think that because at this point we had been like maybe 15 minutes behind showtime um when we should have been maybe like just five minutes past uh so it, that was not great and then this the film itself actually started and everything was going really fine until about like 10 to 15 minutes into the movie um it stopped again and mm. you know that's the last thing that you want in your movie it takes you out immediately uh so that sucks but yeah that happened and then when it came back on like a couple minutes later the audio sync was off so like they were talking but then the audio track was like two seconds behind um and that wasn't funny. And then it eventually just shut down and then somebody came into the theater and was like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is not coming back. Our hard drive is dead. Oh. So, yeah, uh, that's the second time that that's happened to me. Um, so not not too bad considering how often I go to the, the theater. But but yeah, that was an adventure. Um, and also, you know, looking for places to move. That is also taking up a large part of my time. So I did not get a chance to to play a lot of video games this past week, but, you know, I played a few. How about you, Chris? What was your week like? Um, I mean, just, like, after having, like, that vacation, uh, like, a week or two ago, uh, just pretty much has been nonstop work. Um, you know, uh, Halloween came through, and, I, you know, 
had, went to a party after Halloween. I think that was like the highlight of that Halloween weekend. But besides that, yeah, like just, you know, digging back into work. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's November. It's pretty much mid November at this point. Yeah. Y'all, listen, everybody, y'all, we only have a month and a half left in this decade. Oh, God. Please, no. Just, just wanted to remind you, if you didn't, you know, if you didn't know, if you weren't thinking about it, yeah, now you're if, thinking about if, it. If you were not considering your own mortality before, <laughs> well, now you are. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just, I, I feel like I'm just saying that, you know, going into a new decade, a lot of people are going to make, you know, New Year resolutions, uh, I guess new decade resolutions. I feel like if you're really considering doing something that's going to change your life, you know, start thinking about that now and start doing the thing that you want to do now. Like, don't wait until 2020. Start it now. Um, I'm a firm believer of like the whole, uh, it takes like 21 or 23 days to form a habit. If you're trying to have a habit be part of your, like your, you know, the new year, new you, go ahead and get a jump start on building that habit. You know, start it now so that by the time, you know, 2020 rolls around, the habits, you know, nice and going. And you could just start the year off strong. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's a couple of things that I'm, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get better at. I uh, remember a couple of weeks ago, I talked about buying, uh, Ring Fit Adventure for the Switch, which by the way is still a really solid workout. You know, if you have a Switch and you want some form of like extra workout, or, um, like if you remember any, like you remember like people buying like the, the Wii Fit and the balance board, and like hearing stories of people that did it like every day and lost a ton of weight. This is the new generation of that. This is the new, you know, this is a new app, the killer app for that. So um, if you see it in a store or if you're on Amazon, um, apparently for a while it, it was hard to find because you can't buy the game. You can't buy the game digitally and you can't, you know, buy like the pieces for it separately, like in like a retail store. So you pretty much yeah. have to buy everything all at once. But I feel like it's a really good investment. You know, the workouts are pretty solid. Um, the, you know, the adventure slash story mode, the way I was sort of like taking it was like I was doing like a chapter or like a, I guess a world every day. Um, which I mean, I'm pretty sure at some point I'm going to have to like do half and half. Maybe do, right. yeah, maybe do half of a world. Um, cause like so far, like the first couple of worlds, uh, well, not worlds, but I guess levels. They typically take about 45 minutes an hour to do. So like that was my point. Like I, I wanted to have like a, a workout to do in the beginning uh, of my day. Um, but I don't know, like with everything that's been going on, I sort of fell off of it. But I think that, you know, like I said, I want to start a really good habit. I want to make some changes in my life. Yeah. That's something I got to, you know, jump back on. And, yeah. you know, it's 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 cool. So it's a it's a cool little thing. Uh, I could do that in the mornings. Maybe if I have time when I get off of work, I could, you know, go to Planet Fitness, do a second workout. But, you know, baby steps, baby steps. I gotta, I gotta do one thing before I start doing all this stuff. Exactly. Walk before you, you, well, I almost said walk before you crawl. But, uh, yeah, crawl before you walk. There you go. Yep. But yeah, I mean, but besides that, you know, Disney Plus, I have to shout that out. That, uh, you know, as of now, you know, everyone's talking about it. Did it's you on everyone's. To it? It's on everyone's timeline. Yes, I did. So this is something that I actually like. We, uh, me, uh, me and some family members, we actually did it early. 
So, um, like really hype about what Disney Plus is just going to do to the industry in general. So definitely had to, you know, jump on board for that. Uh, as soon as it dropped, I was on Disney Plus. Like mm-hmm. it dropped on, all right. So technically people, uh, found out that if you set like your Xbox to the Netherlands, right, and this was like maybe like around like 10 PM, like the day before it came out, people on Xbox were watching stuff. And then, like, just slowly, like, things started rolling out. So, like, Android got it, I think, like, around 12, 15-ish a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then iOS got it, like, at 1 a.m. As soon as it dropped on iOS, downloaded it, uh, started watching Mandalorian. Wait, did you, on your Apple TV or, like, a phone or oh, what? Oh, in my covers, on my phone, you, super comfortable. I'm so upset. I'm so <laughs> upset right now. <laughs> when I say I was like in my covers, like relaxed and comfy, and had like you know my my iPhone up to my face watching this thing, I know people are like, oh, you know, you gotta watch it on the big TV. I, I yes, at some point I will, but like oh you also have to remember that just the thrill of the moment. Hey, you know, Disney Plus just dropped. I gotta watch this, you know, watch let this. Me wa- show. Let, let me let me watch its landmark TV series on my phone. That's what I do. <laughs> Listen, I watched it on my iPhone 11 Pro, so I got to flex for oh, a second. Oh, sure. got to yes. flex for okay. a second. Okay. So, you know, it wasn't a small screen. It was a bigger screen. You know, the colors popped. looked really good. <laughs> okay. But, but here's the thing. With, honestly, when the, if the screen is, like, so close to my face, does it matter? Hey, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does, actually. Look, okay. It's okay. I, I'm not gonna get too upset. So, no, no. So here's the thing. So the, if if this, I don't even know how many inches this phone is. If this this giant ass phone is in my face in bed with my uh with my Beats Studio Threes surround sound noise canceling headphones are on, I'm like in a good place. I hear I'm hearing everything. I'm hearing footsteps. I'm hearing blaster shots. So was it worth it? Was it worth it? Like the whole thing? Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! Like I'm ready for you know. Uh, the next episode to drop, which, uh, drops today, if you're listening to the show on a Friday. And then, of course, you know, I think every Friday after that, that's when, you know, the next episode is going to drop. But hell yeah, I enjoyed so, it. Good stuff. So yeah, let's talk about this for a second because I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious and, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this yet. Um, when you signed up for Disney Plus, like what were you signing up for? I was signing up for like the Marvel stuff, honestly. Um, like the, like the, the future far- Marvel stuff, the current Marvel stuff. What? Oh no, of course the future. Like okay. the, I mean the, I mean it's cool to go back and watch like some of the older stuff. But am I going to? Maybe not. I mean maybe if like I'm having like a movie night, we might do that. Um, but it was mostly for the future Marvel stuff. Um, you know the like these the Star Wars, like the the TV show that they're gonna do, and then with um just going back and watching some old classics. Every now and then I might get nostalgic. I might, it might hit me. Um, I still ask, like, the next thing I want to do is binge watch Gargoyles. That's, yeah, yeah. That's my, that's like the plan. Yeah. Um, maybe Sunday. So, what, when you were scrolling through, like, the queue, um, I didn't even what, scroll, my dude. I immediately, Mandalorian was the first thing I saw, selected it, watched it, and then went straight to sleep. 
Okay. And of course, so, you know, have you, have you, have, so, so, and like, um, apparently, like, well, not even apparently, but the app has been buggy, like, that first mm-hmm. day. So a lot of people are like, oh, I can't watch my shows, yada, yada. Oh, I'm gonna wait until the bugs come off. It's not bugs. There's just too many people hitting the servers. So, um, of course, like, that first day, I already saw what I wanted to see. Um, so, like, I think throughout the day, I would pull up the app, sort of just, like, flex on people and be like, yo, like, if you're Disney Plus, this is what's on Disney Plus. And I'm like, oh, wow, all this stuff is on Disney Plus. I gotta sign up for it now. They, they should have wrote, they should write me a check. The mm. amount of people that I sort of plug this on. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think what I'm, for me right now, Disney Plus is going to be a, a um, nostalgia thing for me at the moment because there are a lot of shows that shows and movies that I kind of want to revisit and I think that's worth like you know six ninety nine or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, a month and and that's fine I'm actually I'm not subbed yet but I will be I was uh, actually on another account I was using another account like the day that it launched and just kind of like play around um, I watched the I watched the MCU expanding the universe thing, which was basically just like the, I want to say it was Marvel at Comic-Con or somewhere. They were at some convention talking about their MCU stuff. I think it was Comic-Con. Um, and Kevin Feige was up there just talking about like all the stuff that we already knew about. Um, like all the news broke about like Miss Marvel, but that's where they kind of showed a bunch of stuff like storyboards and a lot of things that had gotten leaked like that day anyway. Um, but we saw all of that material. Like in the show, in action, um, and just kind of heard Kevin Feige talk about it. Um, it was like a ten-minute thing, um, and I watched like the Circle of Life from Lion King in 4K, uh, just to kind of test. I mean, I, I, I mean, I genuinely, I just wanted to see like what the bitrate was, like what was what that was like, and see uh, that sequence in 4K in HDR, like the highest possible quality in Dolby Vision. So, um, and I did, and, and it was, and were, you, and were you satisfied? Yeah, it was good. It was, it was perfectly fine like it was it was really good uh, which which is great and that is honestly why i would sub to it for right now um which is i mean and i'm gonna check out the mandalorian i haven't seen it yet i'm probably actually just gonna wait till friday so the second episode's out and i can just watch the first two um but when i was scrolling i was like you know it i was i was scrolling and like saying oh man like there were some really cool surprises on there like Darkwing Duck and Gargoyles and Recess was on there and Doug and things like that that I want to really like kind of go back and revisit and even some some older cuts like uh even Stevens and um uh so weird so uh, so weird is like something I'm extremely excited to go back to because I have I've such fond memories of that show uh, and, and like formulated my t- television tastes like for horror as a kid um and it was just really, really well done. And Brink, I mean, come on, how, how do you, how do you skip past Brink? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a ton of Disney Channel original movies that I want to go back and look at, which I think right now is the draw. Because right now, in terms of original content, like there's not a whole lot. Like we've got Mandalorian, and we've got uh, the World According to Jeff Goldblum, which which looks pretty charming. Um, and the Imagineering story is, which is like a documentary series on like how like the Disney theme parks, I want to say, and like the the Imagineer team, which that actually looks kind of cool. So, but other than that, like there isn't like a lot of stuff right now. But I mean, this just this the the service just launched. You know, I'm sure that stuff will will be coming. Um, you know, we'll get Marvel stuff next year. See, I want to say. Yeah, but I was gonna say like nothing really. Like 
I think people will sort of need to temper the expectations when services launch. Like nothing's yeah. nothing's gonna there, there will be no service to launch that'll be like what Netflix is right now. Yeah. yeah like no. that's not gonna happen. Um but what I will say is that it was good it was smart of them to at least launch with a couple of original series it was really smart of them to, to launch with like at least one that was going to pull in a lot of people which i feel like for a lot of people that's gonna be mandalorian yeah and just watching like that that first episode is sort of like i i sort of like well i was gonna say sat back i laid back because i was in bed i laid back and i was like yo like the um just like the production value of this like i feel like i'm watching a star wars movie so yeah. well that's like, the thing with Disney Plus they're trying to to give you that experience of the movies but just at, but at your home. Like that's that's the if you hear Kevin Feige talk about any of this MCU stuff coming, like he always says we're giving the budget to these these shows like so that mm-hmm. they don't feel like shows, they feel like events. Yes. So that's what I'm really excited about. I I feel like I'm the type of consumer where I don't mind being there day 1 because for one I feel like, you know, I'm, I, I guess I'm the type of consumer that they sort of shoot for because I know there's, there's that other half of people that's like, oh, I'll, I'll wait, you know, so bugs come out, I'll wait until there's more content. I, I, you know, I don't mind being like that founding, like, you know, I've been here since day one, like I, I, I support what they're doing type of thing because I do. Like, you know, yeah, these, like, yeah, Disney is a mammoth company, like, yeah, they they literally it's, own thirty five percent of the film industry. <laughs> yeah, so granted, they don't need my money at all. You know, my my six ninety nine per month, they don't need that. But it's more or less just saying, hey, it like I'm here for good faith. I I believe in this product, and that's and that's why I jump into other products, whole you know, without halfway thinking. And uh, we're gonna talk about one of them later this episode, which I feel like is like night and day, mm. night and day on launches. Mm, yeah yeah um i'm trying to feel like if uh we covered most of the disney plus stuff because i mean it is really interesting especially because like it is i mean you bring up a great point too it is a a mammoth company um and you said it at the very top of this of this topic like you know this is going to change streaming forever they're offering 4k content at no additional charge that's that's absurd that's mm-hmm. that's actually absurd. So the fact that they're doing that for, you know, five or six dollars a month or whatever it is, like it's it's insane to me. Um, is it going to cause, you know, other companies, you know, a.k.a. Netflix to sort of like go back to their drawing board with their pricing structure? Yeah, I, I was just saying this the other day, but I think what they may consider doing, especially if this proves to be a big hit, which all the, the subscriber numbers <laughs> would hit like what, 10 some million subscribers mm-hmm. or something? Was, um, it, was it 10 million or 100 million? I think it was 10 oh, million. 10 I million think it, sounds. I think it was 10. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that is a very large number and I have a feeling Netflix could do the, the quickest thing they could do is roll back that that third tier that they have, because they have three tiers, uh, standard definition, high def, and then 4K. Uh, if they roll that 4K into the HD um, package and keep their price the same, I, I could see them doing something like that. Um, I, I doubt they're going to lower their price, to, to be honest. I just I don't see that happening. They're investing way too much right now, um, and I don't see them recouping that investment by lowering the price not to like seven dollars or something absurd like if they if they reduce at all it won't be by much but 
Um, but I mean, but that's the game, right? Like that's what we'll see going forward. And I find that fascinating. Yep. So, um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm just excited that like, just to like, like entertainment wise, like we're good. Like we have, you know, all of these streaming services, we have, you know, these great games coming out games that have already been out that like that. And that's sort of like, what I'm doing in my what you've been playing is that I'm sort of like trying to, I'm sort of catching up. I feel like for the whole, like, you know, what came out in 2019, I'm trying to catch up on some games so that I can sort of, you know, bring them to the table towards our you know game of the year discussion. But, um, man, what a time to be alive. Mm, it really yeah. is. Oh, game of the year already. Jeez. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm starting to, I'm starting to build up the list and Jesus. it's, Oh, it's going to be interesting. I really got to like dig a little bit deeper onto what I want to put on this list. Mm. Only seven months till E3. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> all right. So, so yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and jump into, you know, our watchman playing. But before we do that, once again, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, everyone that's been, uh, you know, giving us feedback. Uh, through either reaching out to me or to Rod, thank you. We really appreciate that. Everything that has been, you know, told, you know, said to me or said to Rod has been relayed to the other person. And we, like I tell everybody, I'm just trying to work on, you know, work on my craft. I'm trying to become the, you know, the best content creator that I can. So all of the feedback is, you know, it's taken in and like we're, we're using it to become better. So, yeah. uh, once again, shout out to everybody that's been doing that. Um, and once again, if you want to, help out even more you know liking our content really helps out sharing the content really helps out and just you know just spreading the word letting your friends know hey i know this guy he does a really cool podcast leave a review on itunes that's that's the best thing you could do exactly so with that we're gonna go ahead and jump into our what you've been playing and that section is pretty much what it sounds like it's a little section where we talk about what we've been playing over the past week and rod what you've been playing? Not a whole lot different and not a whole lot in general. Like I said at the very top of the show, like I just didn't have a lot of time to play a bunch of video games this week. Uh, life happened. So there was that, you know, I was too busy watching black screens in cinemas. So, um, <laughs> so I did, you know, I'm, I'm continuing my journey through AI, which continues to be fun. I think I'm actually kind of reaching the end point in that game, which is really cool after like i think i've put 20 hours into it at this point um i've been taking that game very slow like i bought that maybe like two months ago at this point but like yeah it's it's still really fun still hopping timelines solving crimes uh you know it's it's really really excellent i'm still struck by the the advancement that you know the you know uchikoshi the director has taken the visual novel format i'm still struck by that um and i'm really really enjoying it um and i've of course been dabbling in more yakuza 4 talked about it a little bit last week in depth i'm not going to mention too much here but to say that i'm actually on the third character now so i'm uh i'm about halfway through his name is tanamura he's actually a police uh, a dirty cop actually and that's a, that's quite different for Yakuza. Like you've at this point in the series, like you've never played, you know. I mean, not only have you 
only played Kiryu, but the other characters that you've played in this game up to this point have not been a part of the law in any way. You've had a cop buddy, Date, who kind of hangs out with you a bit, but, but you know, you're not, you're not, you're not the fuzz. Like, you're not, you're not doing any of that stuff. But it's really cool to kind of see the inside of the police world and see what, what kind of goes on in Camarocho and, and, and the bad eggs in the department and the people, the, the good ones trying to, trying to do right by the citizens, um, of the city. And I, I, I do, I always find it fascinating. You've mentioned this before as well, Chris, especially about the series, but the threat of gun violence is, is very, interesting to me um and you see a lot of like you see some of that too uh in this game and uh you know how gun laws are different in in japan and 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 really crime just in general is is very different um and and seeing that perspective through directly through the eyes of this protagonist uh it's pretty special it's it's pretty pretty special now again you are kind of playing a dirty cop sort of so like there is a reason why you're getting like into (laughs) random street fights uh and things like that but uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. And the Saijima storyline that I played the second character last week, I, I mentioned I mentioned that I had just kind of gotten to his story and he was kind of connected with Majima. He is very connected to Majima. Like it is it's actually insane. So they actually hint at this character in zero so if you've only played zero okay you you kind of you've probably heard his name i think his name actually gets mentioned in that game um and you get like maybe a um, a still flashback of this character um but yeah you are playing someone who is extremely close to majima and he actually has a very tragic uh backstory that and i was gonna say that it's also good to say that uh yakuza zero came out after Yes, it came out after four, but chronologically in the story, it takes place way before that. Um, It's funny because the Saijima storyline in Yakuza 4 takes place uh, not too long um, before the events of Yakuza 0. So that is fascinating to me. Um, But yeah, his story so far, like Akiyama, the first character that you play... It, it was good. It was, he was, he was cool. I enjoyed playing him a lot. Uh, Saijima really kind of pulled me in though. Like he, his storyline was really compelling. And as soon as his stuff came on and his, like, his narrative kind of kicked into, to high gear, I, I was stood up and I was like, whoa, okay, this is, this is fascinating. And his, his fighting style is completely different than Akiyama. Akiyama was very, like, kind of, um, he was nimble. He used his, his feet. To, you know, he was a, he was a kicker. He, he used his, his legs a lot. Um, Akiyama, or, um, Saijima is a powerhouse. He's the kind of character that you would play, Chris. Like, honestly. Hmm. Like, okay. he, he, he actually has a, he just has a three button combo as opposed to, like, a lot of other, um, characters in the series. However, he has a, you can actually hold a charge for each combo that he does so you can make them like bounce off the walls and bounce off the ground and like get into combos that way um you can grab people like it i don't i think you could do it in midair on one of the combos um and yeah you could just change like he it just looks like if he just looks in your direction he just hits you like a mac truck it's it's 
it feels cool. Like it feels like you're just unstoppable. Um, and I really, really appreciate that. Uh, with the third guy, Tanamura, he is a parry fighter. So you are actually parrying a lot of, of your enemies instead of just beating them down. So, so far, so good. Like every single character has, um, has like a different fighting style i do have to mention i'm not going to spoil anything but there is a sequence with saijima where you go up against kiryu and Mm. it is great it is so good you are literally and and kiryu is using the moves the move set that you know him like to have like he is using that's good i like i like games when they do that yes it is awesome i'm not i i'm not gonna spoil how you that happens why that happens or anything like that but it is epic in the i have not used that word maybe since 2009 but it is it is truly of epic proportions and in, in, in my mind like uh kiru and this guy like they're they're both they're both punching each other sort of like how all might and nomu we're punching each other in my hero <laughs> academia. It's just... You know what? I'll, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, kind of. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm it's, sold. it's very good. It's very good. Um, so still, still liking this game, uh, a lot. And yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I've been playing this week. And I'm looking forward to, to actually adding another game to the roster, breaking my, my two game rule. Uh, by the time you hear this, I should be knee deep in some Pokemon, but, uh, we'll, we'll see about that when we get to it. Chris, what you Yo. been playing? Oh man, what have I been playing? Like I said, I, and it's not even like I have more time, I guess. Well, I guess, uh, like I'm, I, I'm in a sort of rotation at this point where like my schedule sort of lining up to sort of being the same on certain days on at certain points. So I am sort of using, instead of playing, like dumping in all my time into fucking destiny, I'm, <laughs> I'm learning to like play, play destiny, maybe a little bit towards the beginning of the week, towards reset to, you know, you know, do whatever I want to, I want to do, which is like, you know, maybe running crucible, um, which I, I think, and I'll even throw this in. Like I did play a little bit of destiny this week. Um, this week was iron banner. So I, you know, spent some time like doing the Iron Banner um bounties, which is really simple. Like it's no bullshit. There's no like, you know, um make sure like your KD stays a certain point and if you lose if you get killed, then your progression goes back down. Like no bullshit like that anymore. It's more or less like, hey, play Iron Banner. Um another bounty is like um uh, make sure you capture points, which is like it's part of the game mode, so stuff that you're already doing. Yeah. So I, I, I applaud Bungie for giving us bounties that you're basically just playing the mode and you're naturally getting. Yeah. Um, there's one bounty that took me a while because I the way I, I, I play Crucible is like I'm really heavy on uh on like gunplay. Like I'm not really big on ability, like use my abilities like grenades or supers that much. Because, you know, all that stuff's on a, on a timer. So I'd rather, you know, focus in on like getting weapon kills than ability kills. So it got to the point where I got all the bounties except for this ability kill one. So I sort of had to grind out these iron banner matches, you know, getting grenade kills, getting super kills. Um, and what, which I, which I do like about destiny is that when you want to shift 
your like play style towards a certain way, you can actually do that now. You can you know put on certain gear, uh, put on some uh, you know exotic pieces, exotic weapons. But even now, like your uh, regular gear, you can sort of put mods on it. So if you want you know your melee to come back faster, if you want your grenades to come back faster, you can sort of spec those things out to get them faster. So you know once I did that. I was able to do that. Um, I think that's all I really did this week in Destiny. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think I ended up getting the pinnacle weapon for the Halloween event, which is an auto rifle. Um, It's not really that good, or at least it's okay. It's nothing great, but it did boost my uh, power level a little bit. And I'm just, you know, you know, all these things I'm doing is, 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 progressively pushing my power level higher so like at this point i'm at like 940 so oh wow okay. i'm com- like my like i could comfortably take put my character and like try out a raid I, yeah, yeah, I, was, I was about to say you have not ran a single raid right yeah not not at all you have not run a single raid yeah <clears throat> um so so i could do the raid now um i guess at some point i'm gonna try and you know partner up with some people to do that and you know they have other they have other things to do. You know there's there's still uh, like the dungeons. They still have um, the uh, the Vex Great Offensive, which every week there's like a giant portal being built in the tower, which I feel is an is like an absolute horrible idea. Hmm. Like why 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 in the hell would we build a Vex portal in the tower? Hey man. Science. Yeah, so I feel like this is a horrible idea. Um, and like I said, Destiny right now is doing the thing where they're still telling a story, but it's on a week by week basis. Um, and that portal is part of the story, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. So, are you still feeling full, like satisfied from Destiny right now, like with what you're doing? I would say yes if I was playing with like a like a like a you know a fire team. Like a lot of the stuff I'm doing, I'm doing solo. So that's sort of like I feel like you you get the most out of Destiny when you're playing with people. Yeah. And you get even more out of it when you're playing with people that you either know or that you play the game with a lot. Right. Like I feel like building that, you know, that friendship or that camaraderie, like that's that those are the memories I have from like Destiny One right. is running running like the vaults of glass, you know, with the same people, right. um, and like to the point where when Destiny Two came out, there was a um, little slideshow that they gave you while the game was loading, and it was like it was pretty much giving you like highlights of what your guardian did. So yeah. they uh, showed a slideshow of like you know your guardian, uh, you know, defeating Atheon in a vault of glass, and it gave you like the names of the people that you did it with for the first time. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Th- it was cool seeing like uh, the first couple of raids pop up, and I was you know I did it with like the same people, but like over time, you know, other raids would come out, and that that list of the same people would like sort of like get smaller and smaller until it finally got to the point where like I was doing raids with like people on Reddit and it was just, it was random people. Like I feel like my guardian and destiny, I could write a book on like just his adventure. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm sure that book exists somewhere. Mm, 
So someone has written fanfic about their character. Oh yeah, of course, of course. But not my story. That's the difference. Mm. difference but yeah i mean to answer your question though um i'm i'm sort of lukewarm with how i feel about destiny i i appreciate what they're doing i just sort of like like i said i feel like it's more or less on me to reaching out to other people to see if i can play with them yeah and i feel bad too because it's like man playing with you in destiny seems really fun like that seems like a really fun idea Mm -hmm. but that means i would have to play destiny too it's a, yeah it's, it's a whole <laughs> investment that's why i'm like yeah. i like if if it's people that i know that play it like i i um uh just the other day or like a week or two ago i was on twitter and a like an old friend of mine was like hey you know i'm looking to do uh like some sort of event on destiny 2 and i was like oh bet i also have it on pc so give me like 20 minutes and i'll jump on so we played for a little bit and it's, it's you know it's cool doing stuff like that but yeah yeah like it's a whole investment like i'm not gonna ask you that it, it's it's like it wouldn't be that bad if it was like a forsaken type thing where it's like i know i'm getting this kind of content out of it but it just doesn't seem like shadow keep and i'm not even saying it's bad but it's like for what 40 bucks it's it doesn't seem like it has what is going to pull me in like forsaken did mm-hmm. that's fair enough it, it won't yeah it won't it won't do that mm-hmm. but i i still appreciate the things that they did add to the game and what they're trying to do um did it last week did i talk about um the player reaching light level 999 i don't think that had happened at that point okay so there's the last thing i'm gonna say about destiny 2 um Ever? so Yo, chill. No. <laughs> In this episode. But um, with your seasonal artifact, which is like an extra item that you get for having the season pass, mm-hmm. you're essentially, every time you level up, you're, um, which, you know, when you're doing bounties, when you're getting kills, doing missions, you, you're, you're still leveling up like an XP, uh, XP bar. Um, every time you level up, your seasonal artifact grows in power. So essentially, the... Level cap for your items is pretty much, I think, what, like nine, I think it's like 50 or 960, okay. something like that. That's like, that's like the, the highest that the loot's gonna drop. But because of the seasonal artifacts still growing in power, you can essentially take your guardian past that level cap. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when Forsaken came out, there was a piece of lore that dropped that essentially um, pretty much it gave us like a, it was sort of building up like a potential, like big bad for a new expansion or a new game. That, who knows at this point what they're really going to do with it, but pretty much they're, they're building up, uh, Oryx's sister, Savathun, as being like the next big bad. And one of like the lore pieces essentially said, uh, once a guardian hits light level 999, beats uh something in a dreaming city solo then them doing that is going to break the curse so i think as of last week there was a player who actually hit 999 and he soloed um this dungeon by himself mm-hmm. nothing happened like at all so mm-hmm. th- yeah so that very next day you know bungie went ahead and like you know shouted out the player um they you know made a post about it uh, and they, they sort of like doing like this, you know, um, you know how some developers, they sort of like try to like 
take the game, pull the game out of the game and, and bring it into the real world. Yeah. Well, one, yeah, one of the developers like started making tweets that made like literally no sense. And then eventually it sort of like turned into Savathun taking over his account and like, you know, congratulating the player, but then talking shit at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, at the end of all that, pretty much it's, it's just to say that, you know, the, the world of Destiny 2 is still growing. They're still doing things. It's, it's, it's literally like what you want to look at is like, it's literally a live service game. Like that's what it is. So they're, they're really embracing that. They're embracing it being an MMO now. So, um, I take that back. I'm actually pleased with what they're doing in Destiny 2. I just sort of, I just sort of wish that my experience, you know, was just a little bit better. I feel like that, that statement could sum up a lot of my feelings about <laughs> Destiny in general, but I mean, but I do think Destiny 2 did genuinely improve a lot of things, especially Forsaken. Like, I definitely don't want to mitigate like what it did, like for for the franchise in general and for these kind of like loop based shooters. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. so yeah, so like I said, that's uh, that's Destiny 2. Okay. I, I, I didn't, did not imagine, you know, talking about Destiny 2 for this long, but yeah, well. I, I did play some other games this past week. <laughs> um, I'm going to jump into, uh, you know, wrapping up After Party. I talked about it, a little bit about it last week. After yeah. Party, once again, it's a, um, it's a game made by, um, the Night, Night School Night. Studios. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you played Oxenfree, if you played like any of like these, um, story driven games, that's essentially what it is. It's, uh, you know, two people, uh, two college friends, which were, you know, lifelong friends. They ended up dying and they're trying to figure out a way to, you know, escape hell. Mm-hmm. It turns out that they have to beat Satan in a drinking game to do that. This whole, you know, game is essentially you, you know, just as, as being gamified. It's like, all right, cool. We meet Satan. Satan's like, hey, you know, you got to beat me in this drinking contest. But of course, before you do that, you got to like, uh, get approval of like his generals or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the game sort of opens up at that point. I, I don't know how to, how, how, how I, I know how I feel about this game. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's just that I sort of have to, you know, talk about what I didn't like about this game first, which yeah. was the performance issues that I had. You know, mm-hmm. I played this on uh, Xbox One Slim. Um, so, and this game isn't, it doesn't really look graphically like, you know, tough. Like it doesn't look like it's doing too much. But at the same time, like while walking through the world, sometimes while like just, you know, while you're in like in doing like events, like the, the, the game stutters, like it, the frame rate drops to like, I feel like to like single digits. That's bizarre to me. Yeah. So. Um, you know, stuff like that happens sometimes, uh, like weird graphical bugs would happen. Um, one of the characters, Sam, for some reason, like she, she wasn't T-posing, but she was essentially like stuck in an animation that stuck with her throughout the rest of my like playthrough. Wait, really? Yeah, it was really weird. Like even beyond saving, like you would save it, come back and. Well, no, I, no, like I, I. It started happening um like like my last like sit down playthrough. Oh, so okay. like it was happening. It wasn't to the point where it's like, oh, I gotta start the game over, but it it was there. Like it it sort of like I don't know, it sort of pulled me out a little bit. Um yeah, sure. and I was thinking, all right, maybe when 
this next scene happens or when something else happens, it'll sort of fix itself. It never did. So, um, you know, things like that happen. I'm pretty sure other people playing stuff, they have their own stories. But, you know, that's not to say that this game is bad because the writing of the game, that's, that's what pulled me in. That's what kept me playing. Like if, if it was any other game that didn't have a story that I wanted to figure out how it was going to end, I would have given up on it. Yeah. Like easily, but yeah. the game does a good enough job sort of like building the world, uh, telling you the backstories of the two characters that you're playing as, um, I, I enjoyed like the satire and everything of the game. Like the, everything was like the characters were written really well. Uh, yeah, they're really good at, at least with Oxenfree, they were really good at writing natural humor into the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, yeah, like you said, like that's perfect. Like it, it, it sort of feels really natural, like things that you'd hear people really say. I love, I love that. And, and just hearing like just, just in writing in general, like seeing people sort of convey that, like how people would really react to certain situations. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what this game does. Um, and something that I really like about the game is that the game will call you out on the decisions you make. So when you're, you know, essentially doing like a, like a mission or quote unquote, like a quest line, um, at the end of it, uh, something happens where like there's like a quick sort of recap on what happens. And the, those recaps are really funny. Like they sort of, they, 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 the way they read off what happens sort of like pulls you out and sort of like, not in a bad way, but like, like it shows you how maybe you could have done things differently. Oh, okay. So it's like kind of like a meta sort of thing. Oh, the game is super meta. Like there, there are multiple characters that will, no, it was a one character. No, there's a couple characters that sort of like, Talk about how it's a game and how, oh, you'll probably do this different on your next playthrough. Mm, and okay. so, and when they say stuff like that, the two main characters are like, wait, what do you mean? What are you talking about? So like Oxenfree, it really is built to be played multiple times, like through. And this game, yeah. And yeah. So after party is definitely a game that I feel that I will want to, you know, revisit. And especially once I hear that they fix like the performance issues. This is a, a question that may be a little difficult to answer, but do you, okay, so with Oxenfree, without kind of giving away too much about that, uh, multiple playthroughs was actually like built into the game. Like it, it's actually a part of the narrative of why you would play it again. Um, and, and your experiences, the game is literally meant to be played like at least twice, um, to get, to get like the full story of what happens. Like there's a reveal at the end of that game where it's like, oh, uh, Actually, da, 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 da. and then like end. Okay, do you want to start over again to kind of see the rest of this? Okay. Um, and I'm wondering if After Party does anything different, where it's like, th- does the story no. have a hard endpoint? So or? I like the ending that I got because I'm pretty sure this game has multiple endings, which I yeah, just the way it's like built. There are multiple okay. endings. Um, but yeah, I feel like the ending that I got, I could sort of live with. Okay. It wasn't a horrible ending. It wasn't a great ending, but some like there's there's something that happens towards the end of the game that for some reason I feel like I made certain choices that sort of pulled everything together where it made sense. Because at one point I was worried that I fucked up this playthrough. Uh, I was like, oh man, like I screwed up this mission, and like the game specifically like pointed out like why did I do this? And I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to play this game again because I feel like I just messed up my playthrough. Yeah, um, okay. And then, and so eventually like it then takes that choice and like pulls it back around. So 
and then like I sort of played off of that decision. So like the game will do it'll, it'll do something to you where you think that you're making right decisions, and then it'll then tell you that you're not, slap yeah. you on the hand, and then that will affect the next time you have to make a decision. You're yeah. like, wait a minute, I guess I have to sort of play this way. But then yeah. the game sees that and then calls you out on that. Mm. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, it sounds like a complete story, like from beginning to end, and there's no like weird, hey, you should play this because you're going to get... Like, like it's literally built into the narrative to play this again. It seems like it's not that. No, yeah, is... this, yeah, it's not. Okay, but I, I, I enjoy the story enough where I sort of want to see really how good. I could do this differently. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. Cool. Like, I'm really looking forward to this game. I loved Oxenfree, so yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, to to give it a, a should I play that rating? Um, mm, it's tough. So you should you should play this. I would either recommend playing it if you could catch it on a sale. Well, I mean, the game is already 20 bucks, so it's not bad. But, you know, if you catch it, if you see it on sale, uh, definitely pick it up. If you see at some point that they patch the game or you hear that they fix, like, the performance issues, pick up the game. Because I feel like if it wasn't for that, this would be, like, an easy recommend. Mm-hmm. But because of the issues that I had with the performance, that's where I'm sort of like pulling back my recommendation. There's definitely, you know, a, a game to check out down the road. Like I said, if you, if you catch it on sale or if you hear that, you know, they fix up these issues. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, you know, that's after party. Um, I, I guess I could talk about this before I jump into these other games. Yeah. Um, so after that, um, like, um, past couple of months, I've been like praising, Game services, like subscription services. Mm-hmm. Game Pass, once again, great service. Mm-hmm. I'm able to go back and like, you know, this is how I played After Party, and this is how I played this next game, Devil May Cry 5, which also came out this year. It's yeah. part of like my, you know, list of games to play so I could, you know, do a, uh, I feel like put, put more into like this whole game of the year discussion. Yeah. So I'm really thankful for them having like current games instead of, you know, putting in games that came out in like 2017 or 2018 like no like they it, it, they do a good job of trying to like keep it fresh so devil may cry 5 um it's i mean it's devil may cry like it's uh it's what you expect out of devil may cry it, yeah i feel like you could say that and that could mean a multitude of different things like i'm not so, when you okay. say that i don't know if you mean that in a good okay. way or wait yeah so it's it, it, once again, it really depends on how you look at it. I, I'm saying that as in like when it comes down to it being an action, you know, an action game, sure. it's very Devil May Cry. Like it's like the gameplay. Um, of course, like I first picked it up, I was like, shit, like my combos are trash. Like I'm not doing anything good, but the way I play these games, I like, you know, the way I played this, the way I play like Astral Train, I just feel like I'm bad at these games at the beginning. But over time, I'm learning combos. I'm learning how the game just functions. And like at this point, now I'm, I'm you know busting out combos that are like SSS rank. So you know it's it's all about like you know just learning the game. Uh, and at that point, that's where I give you know Devil May Cry Five like a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. It's really good. At the same time, it's also Devil May Cry, so it's very like over the top. Is that something that you are not into generally? Uh, no, I mean. I'm into it. I can see where 
I can see where people could not be into it. Okay, because I'm just, I'm sorry. It's just like when the the tone in which you're saying the, this is like, it's like, mm, it's Devil May Cry, yeah, kind of like sort of apprehensive. So I'm not, not sure. But like, the thing, but it's not bad because I know what I was getting myself into. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's. I can sort of see what you're saying, how I was coming off how I'm saying it. <laughs> Trust me, guys, listen, I'm not saying this, like, in a bad way whatsoever. It's, if, if you've played Devil May Cry, watched any, like, any gameplay from it, it you're getting what you're, what you, you see what you, you're seeing what you get, or you're getting what you see, whatever. Right. right. Um, but it's a, I feel like it's, it's fun. I will also say that the only Devil May Cry game that I, like, actively finished, and I know people are gonna fucking crucify me for this, but the only one that I finished was the reboot by Ninja I, Theory. I thought you were gonna say too, to be honest. That would make oh, sense. oh no, no, no. But yeah, the only one that I've actually like finished, start to finish, uh, was that one, and I actually like that one. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. yeah, it was fine. I it was it was fine. The gameplay in it was was good. Uh, I like that. Yeah. So I mean, I coming off of the reboot. I feel like, you know, um, I feel like Nero is basically what they tried to turn Dante into. Am I wrong for saying that? Mm, no, not really. I mean, that's what he feels like, kind of. I mean, right? He's Nero was introduced in 4 as kind of like a Dante analog, but, yeah. you know, uh, he's clearly not that. They've transformed him into his own character. He is in 5, right? Yeah, he's his own character. So, yeah, he's his own character. But I just feel like just the way the character is sort of written... I, 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 that's yeah. what I pull off of that. Da- Dante Light. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah. He's Dante Light. Uh, the way he, and like all the characters that you play as in this game, they all played, they, they all have like a gameplay mechanic that's different to them. So with Nero, he has like his devil trigger arm, which you could like replace with different arm pieces. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he has that. Um, so it took me a little while to get used to that. Then they introduced another character named V. And which, like, right off the bat, he comes off as, like, a, like, very hot topic, like, you know, remember, if you've ever watched South Park, you know, like, the, the, the goth kids, like, he comes off like that, <laughs> like, very biochemical romance. Oh, and, okay. great, my crowd. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, I was like, man, like, why, why is this a character? Who is this guy? And the way he plays is that he doesn't fight himself. He summons like these shadow creatures. He sh- summons like a raven and summons a panther, and they fight for him. Oh, so in a game like this, I was like, you know, I, I don't know about this. This is weird. But then at the same time, coming off of Astral Chain, I was like, wait a minute, that's basically what I did in that game. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, yeah. So like, you know, after playing with him a little bit more, I actually really enjoy his his combat segments. Like, I've I actually, heard. Like, Actually, really like playing as B. I, I've heard that his stuff is is some of the best in the game. Like I've heard that people really love playing as him and and his I guess his character as well. Yeah. So that's that's, that's something I do want to shout out is that like I went like you know 180. Like I when it comes to the point where sometimes I'll ask, Hey, who do you want to play as? Fuck Nero. Let me play as V. Mm. And that's what I do. Wow, that's a pretty big pretty yep. big step. So, I mean, what about Dante? You haven't mentioned him yet. So, I just got far enough where, you know, they reintroduced Dante, and they sort of, like, they're doing their thing. Like, this game, like, the way they tell the story, it's, um, I want to look up what the, and I'm pretty sure you know the the name of this term, 
but it's like a like a um a, like a story mechanic where like they start in one point of the story but then they go backwards to oh, it, stuff in media res in yes so yeah. that's this game they do that so once oh, okay. and uh Dante comes back they sort of go like a couple months before the game actually happens and sort of build up to what happened at the beginning of the game and you know Dante plays like Dante um I don't have the reference of like you know the other Devil May Cry games, but um, he sort of he sort of feels like how like he, in Devil and like oh, I know in the in Devil May Cry the reboot you can uh, swap your weapons, but at the, at the same time swap your styles. That wasn't a thing in the other games, was it? I don't know about the style switch. I, I don't know. Maybe in three, but. I don't know, because that's when it to me it got really crazy. Like in three, where you could just do some really three and four, you could do some insane shit like that. But I don't know if you could swap the styles mid combo. I'm not. I'm not sure. I could be completely wrong. Yeah. So I mean, that's what you could do in this one. So once okay. you know, once I jumped onto that, I just you know, it's sort of like a a piece of my brain unlocked from like you know me playing DMC, and I was like, oh okay, I can mess with this. I like this. And Dante feels pretty good. I would like, you know, being able to, you know, change your style and change your weapons mid combo. I feel like it's, it's, it's pretty satisfying. Sounds like a good year for action games in general. Yeah. It's a really good game for, really, really, really good year for, uh, for action games. So, um, I feel like I'm maybe halfway through the game at this point, which, sort of looked ahead and looked at you know how many chapters are in the game and i think technically i'm like a loop just like a little bit past halfway point but are, are you switching by the way are you switching like characters like frequently or are you playing like a third of the game as nero then a third as v and a third as dante it um it swaps every couple chapters oh okay so okay cool so it's not doing the yakuza thing like mm-hmm. what i'm what i'm doing with four no so like it it will um it'll swap characters every couple chapters but then some chapters uh you're playing as the other character while you know um while the same thing is happening to another character so like for example oh. this one section and i get um this one chapter where i'm playing as nero going through like this this area and the next part the like, next chapter i'm playing as v and while i'm going through like his section i sort of hear like a fight going on and i look like a little bit out in the distance like towards an area that I can't really reach, and I see like Nero fighting people. Okay. In in okay. the section that I was like literally just doing, so right. like he'll do that type of thing where like the sections sort of like cross paths. Yeah, I you know what this is tangentially related, but I, I kind of like how Grand Theft Auto Five handled multiple characters in that sense, where like you are doing one thing but like from the perspective like you're controlling one of those characters at one time mm-hmm. but like you're but it's concurrent with each other so like yeah. like the other the ai takes control of the other two characters but it never feels like you're alone i don't know it's it's weird and i haven't seen a lot of other games do something like that i think the multiple protagonist thing in yakuza 4 is like kind of making me think of that and hearing you talk about what devil may cry does 
um, is, is cool. Like, I like that idea. I like the idea of you kind of getting a snapshot of what's going on around you and then you're like kind of seeing each perspective in piecemeal. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I do love the idea of just like kind of doing it simultaneously. That's yeah, all, like all at the same time. Instead of, yeah. instead of doing the in media res thing where you're like, you're just jumping back and forth between time periods. No, like I, I agree. Grand Theft Auto 5 really did like its thing by just going through the whole story all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt that. Go ahead. No, 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 no. It's all good. But yeah. So, you know, I'm enjoying Devil May Cry 5. I feel like, um, by the time next week rolls around, I should be, I should have wrapped up the game, which, you know, these action games don't typically take too long. I think Devil May Cry 5, Devil May Cry 5 is about 11 hours. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I need to, I need to hop on that then. That's yeah. Cool. And especially now, you know, it's, you know, uh, Black Friday is around the corner. Yeah. Uh, be on the lookout. See if this, like, I feel like if this game is on sale, you like action games, pick yeah. it up. I think it is somewhere. Yeah. So like, I, I've played enough of it now where like, you know, I don't think the game's gonna do anything too drastic where I, I'm gonna finish the game and I'm like, man, fuck this game. No. Yeah. I feel like I'm at the point where like, I can see what's going on. And like where this game is sort of shifting, and I'm so far thumbs up. I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, I do have a couple other games on this list. Yes, um, please. Hype. One game that I'm just gonna talk about just real quick. Uh, Jump Force. Once again on the Game Pass. I was like, you know what? Dope. Jump Force. I told myself I'm never gonna buy this game. Technically, <laughs> I didn't buy the game. It's part of the service. <laughs> Now, I downloaded it, like, as soon as I got Game Pass, and it's just been sitting on my hard drive. So, I think I, I was playing some, oh yeah, I was playing, um, uh, Outer Worlds, and like, got stuck somewhere, and I was like, man, fuck this. Like, I should be playing other games right now. Mm. And this is after, of course, after I finished, uh, the game. Um, so, I was like, I was in that mode where I was like, ready to jump into another game. Yeah. So, I jumped into Jump Force. You jumped into Jump Force? Okay. And fuck that game. Like, I already knew. Wow. I already knew that, you know, the game was just a cash grab, but it's, it's, I don't know why people are, people are still playing this game. Like, I've seen. Is it an arena fighter? It's, yeah, sort of like how, like, the, um, the Naruto games are. Oh, I don't like those. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) what they did in Jump Force was they, they literally took one of those games and applied like a like a real like a a, a paint of coat that's like unnecessarily realistic, <laughs> like like super realistic where like it just looks stupid, it looks really dumb. I would have rather them have gone with like cell shaded like they normally do with these type of games. The you know trying to bring you know manga and anime into the real world, I could I I I could appreciate the concept. But fuck that concept. No one wants that. Yeah. Um, I think the, re- the one of the main reasons why I'm mad is that the, f- the initial hour of the game, uh, like as soon as you boot into the game, you're creating your character. Of course, your character is like, you know, they're one of the characters that don't really say anything, but they're there. And you're, you're thrown into the story as like a scrub. And like they, you know, they're, they're teaching you like fundamentals of the game. There's cutscenes going, cutscenes that, honestly, after like the first 15 minutes, I just started skipping. 
I mean, these anime games are rough, <laughs> like, <laughs> with, with story stuff, right? Like, I, I don't even want to ask what the story even is. Like, I, I don't like... know! I don't know! Frieza was, like, fucking up New York City and, um, killed me, but then Trunks brought, brought me back to life as an anime character? I don't know. And, um, we, I think, or we beat some shadow, like, fake characters. And then we get teleported to their hub world where we meet, you know, Luffy and Naruto, um, and some other goofy motherfucker. And I just, just the whole pacing in the game was bad. I didn't like it. And then I, then I was like, you know what? Let me just jump into like a regular match and play that. But even then, it's not even fun. Well, yeah, you're probably getting your ass beat. It wasn't even that. It's just as a fighting game, I. All these arena fighters feel like they suffer from the same problem. They're they're all all these arena anime games. They're they all kind of feel the same. Do they? Does it feel any different at all? Mm -mm. No, it doesn't. And I'm I'm sure people out there are gonna like argue with me about this game. Go ahead in the comments. Let's please. What did I What did I miss? Because needless to say, this game is off my hard drive. I deleted it. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I, that's not too surprising. Like, I think the the biggest thing for this is was its roster. Like, the roster's pretty deep. There's a lot of representation. Like, if you're into is those properties, I think so. Like, they've, they've got some. They've got what Gone from uh, Hunter Hunter and Killua, and they've got uh, they've got what Kenshin and wait, they do have Kenshin, right? They do. Uh, but they have like twelve Dragon Ball characters. That's well, 12, that's what exactly. I'm exaggerating, but like. Yeah. They have a ton yeah, I mean, of Dragon Ball characters. They have, um... They're probably gonna have a ton of Naruto characters. Like, I yeah. mean, obviously his most popular franchises are gonna get the most representation, but, like, I mean, they they seem like they went into some pretty deep cuts. Uh, Yusuke Yurameshi's in it, right? But, like, or, or my magical girls. I mean, that's not shonen. Like, it's it's gonna be shonen jump. Like, it's, yeah. it's gonna be those kind of properties. Like, that's the thing, is that, like, you know, this most popular franchises are gonna get the spots like in in the shonen magazines like that that makes sense i'm just i'm disappointed yeah i was just, I, I was just disappointed i don't think that game is gonna yeah i i do think it's it's it is a it feels like a cash grab um i i don't understand the art style the direction is is weird um and i just don't like the way these arena fighters control at least the naruto games look good even though i don't like playing them at least they look good yeah this one like, it, it doesn't like it tries it tries really hard to look really good yeah. but it's just it, this, that ain't it this ain't it chief yeah so yeah that's this is this is how much i just like i just don't want to talk about this game anymore so that's jump okay. force guys thumbs down <laughs> should you play that no you shouldn't delete it don't ever play this game all right <laughs> easy enough <laughs> um all right so uh after that i played a little bit of uh well even to like just build this up i want to build up the story to these next two games. Okay. So, you know, as of last week, and I feel like if you, if you follow me on social media, I, you know, I talked, I talked some shit, I was talking some shit about Death Stranding. Like, I was, I was like, yo, I was like, yo guys, who fucking knew it? It's a Kojima game. People aren't going to get it. Um, I was just, I, I was laughing at like just the whole, uh, review debacle how people are like you know back and forth about it i was having good ass time in the comments needless to say mm. so um 
friend of mine was talking about Gamefly, which is a service that I haven't had in a while, but I was like, you know what? There's a bunch of games coming out that I I won't be I wouldn't be able to like pay sixty dollars for and literally only play once. So why not, you know, try out Gamefly again and you know, rent some of these games that I know that I wanna at, at some point buy, but at this point I just want to play, you know, get what I can out of it, be able to talk about it on the show, and then move on to the next game. So I feel like financially that's like the best thing for me right now. Uh, so I went ahead and signed up for it. You know, I put, um, wait, wait, hold on, let me, let me pull up where my game queue was. Because like I, I had like a couple of games on my queue, like day one that, it's sort of like my queue just sort of just sat there. So the way Gamefly works is like you'll have a list of games that you pick and whatever's like available to send to you, they'll pull from like your list of games to play. And of course, like when you put a game on it, it'll be like, you know, the availability is like high, it's low, it's medium. So, you know, I had, I had, um, I threw on, you know, Call of Duty just came out. So I put it on Modern Warfare. Luigi's Mansion 3 came out. You know, I want to play that. And then I made a joke about it, but I actually do want to play it. But Mario Sonic at the Olympic Games, Tokyo, I want to play that as well. But once again, these are all games that I know that I've only, I would only play once, maybe, you know, a couple times down the road, but like not enough for me to fully invest $60 right now. Mm-hmm. So that next day, you know, just being on social media, just talking about Death Stranding again, like just people like at that point, people were like really divisive about the whole thing. And I was just yeah. laughing at it. I thought, hey, for shits and giggles, let me put Death Stranding on this list at the very bottom of the list, mind you. Let me throw this on so that at some point I could play the game. Mm-hmm. I was not like mentally not prepared to play this game anytime soon, but at some point I wanted to play it. Mm hmm. Not even 15 minutes after putting this fucking game on this list, I got a notification. Death Stranding's being sent to you. <laughs> Kojima himself is contact the Gamefly to say, send this disc to Chris. That's <laughs> so needless to say, and like, it was cr- crazy is that, um, that I got that notification for that game, like 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 I said, like the day after I already put all these other games on my list. Yeah. And you know, that got sent out. And I didn't hear about any of these other games until like maybe a day or two after, where they also sent me Link's Awakening on the Switch. So, you know, uh here we go. The the two games got sent to me. Link's Awakening, I've only like had maybe about 15, 20 minutes to play. So I don't really have too much to say about that. I am a little worried about the frame rate. Mm, yeah, it gets a little choppy. Um, yeah. when, you're in, when you're in the grass specifically. Yeah. So like that, like instantly, like it sort of like it, it came out at me. I was like, ugh. I'm just, I just this is cut me out coming off of an after party, and I I do not appreciate bad frame rates. But yeah. you know, um, I I see the charm of the game. Yeah. I really appreciate the charm. The um aesthetic that it has where the border of the screen is yep. like sort of blurred. Yep. At first I thought that was really dumb, but I like after a couple of minutes I, I grew to appreciate it. Yeah, no, it, it makes it I think I talked about this when I, I kinda covered it a few weeks back, but like it makes the game feel uh like 
like a like it's a dream or something. Like it makes it feel yeah. like it is um like hazy. Exactly. Know? Yep. Like I I appreciated that. Yeah. So um you know I can appreciate like the the aesthetics of this game. Like the game like has like a it has like you said um. What, what do you like the Roman doll or even oh, another? Yes. Um. Oh shit! It's like the Russian dolls. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Just the, the aesthetic yeah. of the game is like it's really pleasing. I like it. I'm gonna enjoy it. I like I said. I played. I think I told you this while you were talking about it a couple weeks ago. But I as I remember playing this game, I just don't remember finishing it. So like. The little bit that I've played, I already knew where to go. I knew, you know, to go to the beach. I knew to immediately go up to the woods to talk to the owl. And, like, I sort of, like, I could piece together those things. And I feel like the game is doing a good job of, like, saying, yeah. hey, this is where you need to go. Yeah, like, it's it does. pointing it out to me. So, yeah. you know, I don't think this is the type of game that you, you could, like, I guess. Get lost like, in. Get lost in. Or, yeah. like, I feel like what's going to happen to me is, like, I have a bunch of games that I'm bouncing around. I feel like next time I play this, I will like be able to start playing and know exactly where to go. Yeah, no, I think the the main difficulty comes from the the dungeons, like figuring out some of the dungeon puzzles. Um, mm-hmm. There are, I would say, there's, there's already one that I know I'm gonna get stuck on because okay. I actively remember a dungeon that like fucked with me as a kid. So uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple that are like kind of hard, but I mean, it, for the most part, I would say like at least navigating the world is is not difficult. Like you said, you have like the phone stations you can always call to mm-hmm. tell you like give you hints on where to go. The owl literally tells you where to go, and also yeah. there's a there's a map with an objective screen uh, where you can literally check all of the logs of every single conversation you've ever had like in the game, like mm-hmm. uh, like that. It, it it's impossible to get lost. I would say. Yeah. So I'm excited to play that. And then once again, next week, or I guess, yeah, next episode, we'll be talking about Pokemon. So, yeah. Ooh, really, really excited about that. But, yeah. Let's get to the big one right here. Let's talk about yeah. Death Stranding. Let's but, talk about Death but, Stranding. Yeah, let's talk about Death Stranding. You have not talked to me about Death Stranding at all this, at this I know. week. So, I'm <laughs> very interested in what you have to say about this game. Okay. So, <laughs> just to get this bullshit out of the way, this okay. is. Very much an advanced walking simulator. Okay. You, I, I'm sure, you know, listeners, I'm, I'm sure you've heard that from different reviewers or just from, you know, the community. Yes, this this game, I feel like it's essentially a walking simulator slash, like, you're a, a, a FedEx driver, FedEx employee, UPS, Amazon, however you want to look at it, that's what this game is. That's what the core is, is... You're you're playing as a guy who is essentially delivering um, important. At this point, like I'm, I'm maybe an hour and a half, two hours in. Um, well, I think about two hours. I put about two, three hours into the game. You're you're delivering like things, like important items, and I'll just leave it at that. Like each mission that I've done so far, which so far, like I said, this is I'm three hours in, and this is a Kojima game. So gameplay wise, out of three hours, I think I've played maybe forty five minutes. Um, it's like you're you're transporting like things that make sense in the world into the story. So, uh, like I said, just to get that out of the way, that's what this game is. The game is also very cinematic, like. 
this is Kojima that we're talking about. So starting off the game, um, it, you can essentially sit there and use, you're, you're getting like pulled into the game, getting pulled into the world. And like, I, in, in my mind, like sort of like felt like I was watching a movie. So not only Which does is, the, that's, that's something he does really well, right? Yeah. Like he, he, he's, he does, he does, he does a really good job of, you know, just like at the beginning of the game, sort of starting to like build the world, build like what's going on, introducing characters who will sort of say something or do something that'll open up more dialogue. So I can appreciate that. I can sort of see where, like why people are playing this game. Mm-hmm. You know, the game looks really good. I'm, I'm only playing on like a base PS4. I can only imagine what it looks like on a pro. Um, but you know, if you have a pro and you're into like looking at really good looking games, this is one of them for you. Okay. The game is also really trippy and dark. So if you're the type of person who likes to, you know, enhance your gameplay by like, eat, like, you know, drinking or doing other stuff, don't do that with this game. <laughs> <laughs> do not do that with this game. It's, I there's a, I feel like there's a lot of things where that you can sort of like induce like a bad trip. Okay. So um, it's 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 dark. It's uh there's a couple of things that happen where um and I'm I'm trying to be like very vague not to like spoil or talk about character things or yeah. story driven stuff but yeah there's some things that happen early in the game where you're like damn like this world is fucked. Yeah, I mean, oh man. All right, we'll, we'll keep it vague because I think I know what you're talking about with one of those things. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, does it have to do with what happens to corpses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's so, fucked. Yeah. yeah. So you know, like I said, like Kojima's doing a really good job, like trying to like pull you into like this lore and like trying to figure out what's happening and. They're doing a really good job of giving you information each time, like, these cutscenes are happening, but not giving you the complete, like, you know, they're not giving you too much. So, like, they, there's, I'm not saying that the drip-feeding information, but it's giving enough where, like, next time that, like, that topic comes up, they're giving it, giving a little bit more information on it. So you can sort of see why a, a certain character might feel a certain way towards a certain person. So, um, I feel like at, at one point, though, the main character was just as confused as I was on like what was happening. But at the same time, like he sort of, he's sort of aware of like, cause of course he's, he lives in this world. He understands what's going on. But like there are times where like something would happen and I'm thinking, yo, what? And yeah. then the character would be like, just as confused as I am. So I don't know if that's intentional or if that's sort of just like me sort of like just picking up on it. But, um, like I said, it's a Kojima game. That's that's just it's it's open to interpret interpretation, I guess, right? Yeah. So would you would you say that you're kind of going along with with the ride right now? Like you're saying, oh, like hey, yeah. So so yeah. So I'm I'm not like I'm not I'm not bored yet. Like I said, I'm only. You know, two, three hours in, I'm still in that initial point where the game is like world building. But on paper, this game is super simple. So 
it's simple, but at the same time, it has very complex systems working at the same time. So while is you're it like, compelling though, like the and and that's the thing, I feel like I I sort of want to see where the story's going, and that's what's pushing me to play the game. But like the but the moment to moment gameplay of this. I could care less for. So I really, that's, I really, yeah. I, really I, I could really care less. It was to the point where I, I started a mission and I was walking to the destination and I was like, wow, fuck, like this is stupid as shit. I'm literally just walking. And in my mind, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm walking. Where, where are my AirPods? Let me pop in an AirPod. Let me listen to like a podcast or something. Then all of a sudden the camera starts like panning like out, sort of like in Red Dead 2. And then, like, starts playing, like, a song. Mm. Wow. Huh. So, the game's, like, it, the, the game knows what's, it what does. it's doing. Yeah. And it's sort of, like, it builds systems around that. And I, I really appreciate that. You know, they, uh, another big part of, like, just the overarching, like, gameplay loop is that, you know, you're, you're making these deliveries and this open world is sh- sort of, is, if, it's sort of shared online, so yeah, it's asynchronous. Yeah, so if um if someone builds like a ladder to, you know, get up to a ledge or to um sort of make it easier to like move through the terrain, it sort of gets paired into your game, and you can then use that item to help you out. Right. And then while you're like while you're using it, you could sort of send that player likes. Like there's like a there's like a social media aspect to this game that's I, I haven't figured out why it's in it yet, but it's there. So you can either like you can build these things to get likes or when you're doing missions, depending on how well you do, you get likes for that. I don't know yeah. why. The game hasn't explained it yet. But that's a thing. It seems like I was, I was gonna say I feel like you you have a question. I have many questions. <laughs> uh, I mean, one. Okay, so so far, you everything that you said so far, it seems like you're enjoying the production values of it. But it's like that that and that's what's just driving you to continue, which is something you've said. But that you you've acknowledged that the gameplay itself is not enough to. Oh to, hell no, it's not. Like I I have a feeling that. Within like the next couple of hours, like of course they're gonna introduce new things. Like the the game has done a good job of like introducing like more to me while I'm playing. That hopefully that stays true. But based on you know of course what the community is saying right now, I don't think it will. And for this game to be about 35 to 40 hours long, that's where the issue is. And I feel like that's yeah. where that's where we've had this conversation on the show before. That's where the issue of am I having fun comes along. And do you, uh, you know, does it, do you take having fun into is this game good? Like, is that one and the same? So I feel like, I mean, so I feel like for this game in particular, that's what everyone's getting hit by. And like just, you know, hearing people talk about it, listening to podcasts, listening to like just people and like, you know, message boards. That's what people are confused about right now. Mm. Yeah, I, I need to play this game. I need to stop messing around and play this game because it's like I, it's hard for me to have like a true opinion on it because I just I don't I need to experience 
the fuckery that is Death Stranding. Like, even, like, there's a chance that, because, all right, look, when I see the gameplay, like, I, I honestly don't know how to feel, because one part of me says, hey, you know, that looks like a really interesting experiment, and the other part of me says, that looks boring as fuck. Like, I, I don't know if, like, I really want to sit and play that, but I do find value in games like American Truck Simulator and shit like that. Like, I do like those kind of games sometimes so like in in this game looks like it's kind of that and that's what and that's exactly what it is it, yeah. it's like that you know like that truck simulator where you know you're getting a mission you have to go from one point to another and you're literally like you're on foot doing it yeah so yeah um you know you can take that how it is but i feel like like i said they threw in enough mechanics in this game where you sort of it sort of distracts you from what you're really doing, which is walking from point A to point B. Right. So, like I said, uh, you have like these, um, you know, the the terrain itself, like just the environment. I feel like it's its own character because yeah. when you're, you know, when you're walking through the terrain, uh, like through hills or through like steep, like you know, uh, like steep hills, you have to. There's like a mechanic where you like with the left right trigger. If, um, if you lose your footing, you sort of have to like hold it or like to tap it to sort of regain your balance. Um, if you're carrying too much on your back, then your character might start leaning towards the right. So then you have to hold like the left triggers to sort of like rebalance yourself. So this whole time you're doing bullshit like that while at the same time, um, you're looking like you're managing your stamina meter. So like you can't like be in full on sprint the whole time. Because you'll burn out your stamina meter and, you know, you'll need your stamina to like if there's like a river to cross or if there's like a a steeper hill to climb, you'll need your stamina from that. So like this whole time you're sort of like actively like walking at a fast pace, but then at the same time then like doing a light brisk jog, but then at the same time sort of pulling back so you can get your stamina back so that you could, you know, have enough energy to like be able to take on what you need. And that in itself, like I said, it's a, it's, that's why I said earlier that it's complex is because there's, there, there are a lot of moving pieces going on while you're playing. And like, and I'm only at the beginning of the game. Like I, I just got introduced into like enemy, like just, I don't know, I guess like just the the enemies in the open world. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So that's like a, a new mechanic that literally when, when it was introduced, I just ran. Oh, you're talking about the wait. You're talking about mules or the BT thing? The yeah, like the BT thing. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I like they they sort of teach you how to like sort of see them or sense them. Okay. And I said, fuck that. I'm just gonna run, <laughs> and I almost got caught. So I guess I have to get a little bit better at that. But mm. you know, from what I've heard from this game, the um, there's the, the combat is there. It doesn't happen too often because you can avoid it. But I don't know. Like, I haven't been forced into a combat situation yet. I find that so interesting that Kojima, the the mastermind behind it, you know, action espionage classic Metal Gear Solid made a video game where combat is not the focus. Mm-hmm. You actively want to avoid combat. Like, I find that. And and that's really that's I'm not sure if it's Kojima that you know has a quote of him saying this, but I mean, you can see like I've seen an article in my feed saying that you know 
Kojima uh thinks that, you know, people are just they they they're too used to like first person shooters. Ah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, where they're like, you know, everything else is like I guess too hard for them. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. I, so, I don't know. So I, so is that is so is that a quote? Because like I feel like a lot a quote, of things because yeah. Oh, I mean, well, I feel so, like so, a lot of I feel like a lot of things coming from him have been misquoted over the past week or two. Oh well, that it's potential. It's that could potentially be a bad translation, but the the context is real quick because that could be like a thirty minute conversation. But like the context behind that was that the American or the European and the Japanese scores for this game have generally been very high. Uh, the, the American press has generally rated this a little bit more mixed. And so the Kojima was asked directly, like, hey, how do you feel about that? Like, what do you think the deal is there? And he said that Americans uh, are too used to um, first-person shooters and that Death Stranding flies above that. Now, again, that might be some mistranslation, but that was essentially what it said. And I, well, you know what? And I could, and I could see where he's coming from. Um, I know a lot of people like right now the biggest thing in the industry is like you know battle royales or shooters people you know they they I feel like that's like a whole separate mindset of like just you know looking at a situation and like just you know shooting your way out of it as opposed to seeing a situation and like finding a way to either talk yourself out of it or completely avoid it which yeah. I feel like as a like as a play, like a you know as a gamer myself like I'm I'm changing as a gamer. So like sort of looking back at like me playing Outer Worlds, old Chris would have played a character that was like max strength, you know, I would have put all my stats into weapon damage and I would have shot everybody. But 2019 Chris, sophisticated Chris, is like, "Nah. Let's let's talk things out. Let's see, you know, let's, let's barter." Yeah. Let's see what's going on. Let's, and yeah. then I'll Let's use not... max strength and all my weapon damage. Exactly. On you. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. It, so I could, I could, and I, and I appreciate, I, I appreciate like the option. Death Stranding though, I feel like it's the, I, from, from what I'm feeling based off like the encounter that I had, I feel like the game is really pushing you away from these encounters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's still there, but it's not fun. Mm, yeah. <sighs> I just need to play this game. I just need to play it. Yeah, so I'm I'm a couple hours in. I feel like Death Stranding is gonna be like my you know, the game that I'm really I'm really gonna have to pump more time into. Um yeah. I think so because you need to get to chapter three. That's what everyone says. That's what everyone says. I'm on chapter two right now. So okay. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, getting to chapter three. Hope maybe hopefully after this recording, I could. Now nah, I'm going to sleep. I'm tired. But um, yeah, like I, I wanna, yeah, I wanna, you know, push through this. Um, who knows? By the time next episode comes out, maybe I have shift, shift back, get Death Stranding, and I just given up on it. We'll see. Yeah. I and I feel like that starts the conversation of, you know. Like, you know, what do you, once again, like, what do you constitute as fun? Are you playing the game just to play it? Like, at that point, if it's not fun, don't, don't, like, don't, I feel like don't waste your time. If you're not having fun playing the game, there, there are so many other games out there that if it, if it, you know, 
if it reaches to you, if it taught, if like you, if you enjoy that type of game, play that type of game. Like don't force yourself to sort of play something because everyone's playing it. Mm. I just, that just happens to have happened to me because of that's how the universe works. It's yeah. like, Hey, Chris, Chris is talking shit about Death Stranding. So guess what? He's going to get Death Stranding. <laughs> so that's honestly the main reason why, like I, you know, I'm actually playing the game right now. Yeah. Um, but like, like I said, Right now, as of right now, I see both sides of like the I see both sides of the camp. I see the camp of the you know this game is genius. I I see you know I can appreciate everything that's doing, and then I see the other other camp that's like fuck this game is boring. Yeah. I can see both. Yeah. I'm in the middle right now. <sighs> yeah, we, we 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 need to have a longer conversation when I'm able to play this game. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so we're going to wrap that up this week. That's what we've been playing. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into some news. Uh, yeah. Some interesting news. Well, is it news or is it more or less just what's happening in the, in the end? Well, one is news. Yeah. Yeah. The rest Stop is it. sort of like just a, uh, just us looking at what's happening in the community right now. But we're gonna go ahead and start off with uh we'll start off light. We're gonna start off with like some good news. <laughs> uh is it Paramount? Paramount they um yep. they they're releasing the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and we yes, all know about are. that. That's <laughs> yeah. that's still a thing, you guys, if you haven't mm-hmm. if you completely forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And you remember, I think at this point, wasn't it supposed to be out like now? Yeah, it was supposed to come out in November, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they put out the first trailer and it was nightmare fuel. Like, <laughs> Sonic, every, Sonic was shot. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it just, it didn't look good. It didn't look like Sonic. It just, it was bad. Yeah. And they took that to heart. They really did. They went back and, you know, shout out to the SFX team, you know, for Paramount, for people that are working on this movie. They did their thing. They redesigned Sonic and, he actually looks good. Yeah, he. I this. I didn't watch the new trailer yet, but I did see some stills, and he, he looks like Sonic, more like Sonic. He looks more like Sonic. Of course, like people are like nitpicking. They're like, his fucking arms are still blue. Listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah, calm down. yeah, it can't be perfect. Come on now. Calm down. Come on. But um, I appreciate. I I want to applaud them for actually, you know, listening to the community and fixing like a huge oversight. Yeah. I honestly. I honestly, like, for one, I don't know who approved the, the the initial design. Like, I don't know in what mind, like, in what world would it make sense to in 2019 to release a Sonic movie and have the have Sonic not look like Sonic? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that the look, the design is only going to fix, you know. Maybe and one that, of the and problems. That's, yeah, and that's the but listen, like I said, we're trying to stay positive. We're trying to stay, stay positive here. But, you know, we just want to take the time to applause, you know, applaud them for fixing it, for, you know, getting Sonic to look like Sonic. So uh, that's, I think, coming out next year in February, I think. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I don't know. I don't care. So, <laughs> so all right. So we're going to jump into this next bit of news. Um all right so we're gonna talk about google stadia because Mm. as of now it's 
It's supposed to have, you know, supposed to be, no, 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 it's still not going to be out officially. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. It's still coming out November 19th, but, um, as of this recording, like, that's right around the corner. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a week away. Yeah, and, uh, for one, you know, I'm a, you know, a founding member, founding, you know, you know, I, I bought into the whole uh, Google Stadia launch day thing, and um, one of one of the things that I was supposed to be able to do with my Founders Edition was, you know, before release, create my account name and everything. Oof. I was thinking that I would have been able to do this, like by now, and yeah. I haven't. Yeah, that's weird because I know people who did get Founders Editions and they they were able to log in. And really? Yeah, at least some people at my job. Yeah, they were able to 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 create or get their username. Oh shoot, that's not good. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, I might want to. You might want to double check that just you know, to be sure. And that's the thing. Like I've I've gone through like my email and i was like all right which email address did i do this pre-order for uh-huh. found the email address so i was like all right this is the email saying you know uh thank you for pre-ordering the the uh, uh founders edition yeah you know damn that's 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 wild that's wild so right. so i guess i guess they i guess that point it's um at that point it's sort of they're sort of rolling out the stuff like in waves i guess yeah yeah and Man, this is it's just we, a mess. We, we we don't have any information about like, you know, how many people in the waves or anything like that. Um not to like, you know, not to not to doom and gloom everything here, but like, you know, look, there was a piece today saying that there are certain game makers who are or game developers who are uh concerned with the stability of or the 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 yeah, the stability of Stadia. Like in terms of like is this going to last? Is Google going to like really support this thing for the foreseeable future? I think that's a, that's a pretty valid question. You know, I think we've mentioned before that Google has a tendency to, um, cut certain services, uh, short. <laughs> you know, their lifespan does not last all that much. I think that this has the capability of being like potentially a, a game changer, uh, you know, but like for the industry, but at the same time, it's like I am, iffy on aspects of it like the prospect of paying for these games and then like the subscription like i there's i I don't love the model i don't love the model that they're looking to implement but like the idea of cloud-based gaming um is obviously where everything is going in the future so like this is the first real taste of that that the mainstream is going to get um so i i'm just very curious to just kind of sit on the sidelines and observe I'm really worried that I haven't been able to make my <laughs> make my username yet. Oh, well, sure, yeah, yeah. We're you're worried about the important things here. Oh uh, god. All right. So yeah. So this, <laughs> it is more than that. Um, you know, they there's a couple of things that Google Stadia is gonna launch with that was promised that's not gonna happen. Um, so I feel like just the, you know the the biggest thing that people are looking at is the the game library. Right. The game library. It's I think there's one Google Stadia game that's like exclusive, which I think is like a indie puzzle game. Okay. Uh, I think it's a puzzle game. It's an indie game. Um, but like that's the only exclusive 
game that's coming out for the Stadia. Everything else is, or there are games that have been out already. So, um, Destiny 2, um, I think Assassin's Creed Origins, I believe. Origins, I think, I think it's Origins. Or Odyssey. Whatever the latest one is, I think it's Oh, it's Odyssey. It's Odyssey. Um, I think that's fine though, right? I mean, I, I think that most people are going to want to try the technology. Like but first, here's, but here's the, the here's the big the bad part though is that I understand like you know you're gonna have to release games that um, have been already that have been out already, but the, I feel like the the games that are actually launching like this month with Stadia, it's like a handful of games. So like you know I think they showed off Borderlands three being available. Um, the, the new Ghost Recon game being available. Like, all of these games aren't at launch. So, so you're saying Borderlands and Ghost Recon, like, those are, you're just saying that they're not at launch, right? No, yeah. Like, those are the two, like, off the top of my head that, you know, that aren't there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, that sucks, but, Like I think the the main draw for people and and, and I I mean this is the early this is technically early access in my mm-hmm. opinion like this is what this is when they're and they're treating they're treating it like that right I mean you're a founder you're early access when it's out for the mainstream I guarantee they're gonna have way more games out like that's, yeah yeah and, and that's all and that's that's the whole point of like you said like like being part of like this initial wave so that's why I'm not pissed about this whole situation like I. I'm willingly like I know that this is this is the beginning of this thing. Like, well, I'm not you know, and I'm not saying that you can't be pissed. Like I mean, you absolutely could be if if you thought that you were getting those games day one. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is that like you're you're people are going to be getting in this whether you're a founder or not. Like you're going to be wanting to get in on this on Stadia because you want to try the technology. You want to see what it's like to stream a game at 4K like with no like no connection to your like actual machine, like your PC, like you're doing that with Destiny or Odyssey or or whatever, I think is perfectly fine. I don't think this thing needs to really launch with like, you know, 30 original titles. I'd be nice, but I I don't think that that's really what my thing though is though is sort of looking back at the beginning of this episode mm-hmm. of talking about a launch of a new service, Disney Plus. What did they do? You know, they launched with, you know, a catalog of like old classics. They yeah. launched a bunch of stuff that's like, you know, you've already at some point have watched already. Like that's I understand that. But the biggest thing I feel like that that sort of propelled them forward or got you know built up even more hype for the service for disney plus is that they launched with a powerhouse they launched with a star wars title that's exclusive to the service yeah one episode like yeah one yeah one episode but at least launch with something to like start the conversation about stadia start like launch with something that will shift the focus towards like the the positives of the service. So like I'm not asking for like a Half Life three or something like that. I I just I just think it would have been it it would have been really good for them if they somehow got some sort of like exclusive game to sort of pump out with uh, Stadia. Sure, sure, yeah, I I can see that, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that we that'd be nice. I mean, we don't. Do we know the status of any of those games yet? Mm. Like any of those originals? Uh, not really. So, like the article I'm looking at, I have a list of the games that are day one for uh, Stadia. It's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Destiny 2, The Collection, Guilt, which I believe. No, I think it's Kine. It's one of those two games, Guilt or Kine. One of those two games are like the Stadia exclusive. Um, there's Just Dance 2020, which at that point I'm like, wait, we're playing Just Dance with a controller that's not really wireless? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and that's like, that's a whole other thing. I haven't even gotten into that. Um, Mortal Kombat 11, Red Dead 2, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Samurai Showdown, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Thumper, and Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. I, the, I think, honestly, out of all of that, all of those titles, Red Dead 2 is the biggest deal out of yeah. all of those. Like, I, I think, the the fact that you'll be able to to stream that at 4K possibly like that game already looks fucking insane on like base consoles, it's about to look even more insane on stage. I I I think that that is its killer app in my opinion like right now. If they here's the thing, if they could get Red Dead Two to work on Stadia better than the PC version right now because the PC version is actually like it's buggy and not running well. If they could do that, that will do so well for them. That will, yeah. like, that will gain so many points towards this platform because you have, like, you know, the opposite end of, like, people like that, you know, they're, they want their, their hardware, like, where they're at. They're like, oh, you know, why do that when I could just build a PC? Yeah. And here you have Red Dead 2 that's not working well on the PC, but on the yeah. Stadia, you're pumping out 4K, you're pumping out 60 frames. Yeah. If you could get that, that's, that's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, definitely. But um, they they are saying that um, we're getting an additional 14 games coming to Stadia by the end of 2019. Uh, that's going to be Attack on Titan 2, Borderlands 3, Darksiders Genesis, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, Farming Simulator, Final Fantasy 15, Football Manager 2020, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Grid, Metro Exodus, uh, NBA 2K20, Rage 2, Trials Rising, and Wolfenstein Youngblood. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's, that's better. It's, you know, adding, you know, adding some more to the value. Um, I would hope that, you know, down the road, you know, hopefully these games aren't like $60. Hopefully we can see like maybe 40, maybe 30. Um, I don't know. I just hope that the pricing is is done really well on these games. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. I, I'm I'm hoping it's done well. I like I said, I I don't I don't like the model, like just that idea of having to purchase these games just by themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't love that, but you know I'm gonna sit back and watch, man, and, and really see what's going on there, um, and see how people respond. Yeah, that'll so- be interesting. Hopefully at this point, uh, next week we'll be able to talk about this global war because at that yeah. point it'll be out. Um, yeah. I don't think I, at this point I don't think that I'll have the by <laughs> Stadia, um, but you know who's the hoping, right? Right, right. All right. So to wrap up the news for this week, uh, let's let's talk about Pokemon let's talk because because at this point, uh, you know. You know, you listen to the show, the game's gonna already be out. Um, I'm pretty sure at this point, this conversation is it, it's gonna matter because a lot of these things are confirmed. But 
there, there's some there's some problems going on with <laughs> with Gen Eight Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, I, I think the the more interesting conversation that we I think we should maybe try to focus on in this discussion is like why people are so upset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like not necessarily what I mean. Obviously, we should talk about what's going on, but like, but why is this a big deal? Because I think you and I fall on two different sides of the spectrum. Mm, okay, well, yeah, I want to see where this conversation goes then. So, I feel that the biggest reason why like people are up in arms and like we, you can even look at like what's been happening on Twitter uh, over the past couple of days. You've seen. One side of the spectrum where I think they were saying, you know, thank you, Game Freak. You know, people, you know, they appreciate what Game Freak are doing. They appreciate the hard work that you put into, you know, the Pokemon franchise in general. And I'm on that side, too. Thank you, Game Freak. Like, the number of hours I've, like, played and pumped into Pokemon is ridiculous. But with what's coming out with people that have their hands on the game now and, like, people that are able, that people that have been able to data mine the game to sort of really dig deep into what's going on with the game. There's this whole other side that's saying hashtag game freak lied. So I know that, you know, saying, Oh, you know, you know, pointing fingers, Hey, you lied. I know that's like, you know, presumptuous, but there's certain things like it just, it's, it does not adding up. It's not really looking too good. Yeah. I think my biggest thing that has me scratching my head is the point that, you know, the game has been data mined and they're looking at the game models that have literally been ripped out of the 3DS games. Yeah. Yeah. They've been ripped. Um, so I think a lot of, I think it's worth noting too, just a couple things. One of which is, uh, that thank you game freak hashtag is actually being used ironically now. Like it's used, it's used to mock <laughs> game freak. Um, so instead of like it being a, a um, a tone of in of endearment it's it's used as as mockery now yeah. which i find to be kind of fucked up in its own right but um another thing too with the data mine specifically with the models um is that the game freak i think has gone out of their way to say that like you know they were working on new models at some mm-hmm. point um yeah. but now it's been discovered that that's likely not true um, and so I think that's where a lot of the frustration is is coming from, specifically. Yeah, and like you you can find the videos on the net now that you know the the animations like the they they specifically said that they're working on like better animations. They're well, they're, they're working on like just a higher fidelity game. Yes. But when Pokemon, for example, are using Double Kick, and the character model is just jumping, like not even moving their leg. Like the same animation that we've had since, you know, Pokemon Black and White, like no, or X and Y, when mm-hmm. they first, like, quote unquote, first went to 3D. <sighs> that's that's wild. Yeah. So can I ask, like, what the expectation is? And that's not me, like, trying to, you know, uh, challenge challenge you in a sense of like you know well what do you expect that that they do but like i genuinely want to know like do people expect a a separate animation for each and every single pokemon or what if i feel like if they were going to make such a big point of of shortening the pokedex and like 
halving or like cutting more than half of the roster out to say that they're working on animations. I expect that when a Pokemon's doing double kick, they're gonna at least fucking kick instead of jump. That's the least that I'm expecting. Not some, uh, you know, some bullshit where it, they're, they're literally using the same animations from the previous generation. I like, do. And, have- and, and, and like to the point where, like, yeah, I've seen another video of one, like just characters from this game literally using the same like animations that were in the 3DS games. Like I'm talking about like, like, you know, like human characters doing like the same gestures and like literally like the same animation in this game. Mm. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons why I was really interested in getting this game is because I wanted to see what a console Pokemon could finally do. I mean, obviously not. I was going to say, yo, you gotta put some respect on uh Pokemon Coliseum and and Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. I I mean that's not what I mean though. Like those games, okay, so yeah, they were technically the first ones, but I mean, and we also well, gotta put some and we also gotta put some respect on Pokemon Stadium because when you look at the animations of Pokemon Stadium, I don't know. At this point, it's looking better than Sword and Shield. I mean, it is, it, it it is, but I also think that those games were completely different. Like, th- like those games are not RPGs. They're not like full scale. You're not like th- those were not true Pokemon games in the sense that I, that I'm talking about, like mainline games. Like, this is the first one outside of Let's Go that is like a full on like Pokemon adventure, complete with like random battles and and like the Pokemon franchise that we know and love like today. Like that's that's what I mean. Those the Pokemon Stadium games are completely different. They have a very they have a smaller section of of Pokemon to use. So obviously they can they can spend the resources to animate each and every single one like in a unique fashion. And you're only focused on battles. That's all you have to do. You're not worried about literally anything else. Like that's 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 the thing. And I'm not even trying to like super defend game freak in that sense because i mean yeah i think that you could do a little bit better than like a hop but you know i i I don't know like if people are wanting i'm not saying that you specifically or or people out there in general like want that but like you know i I don't know how feasible it is to animate a specific one for all 400 of these things like you know maybe it could be again it could be better than a hop but i mean we can't compare those games though. We can't compare those stadium games. But if you're gonna, are. but if you're gonna make a point saying that you're cutting down the Pokemon mm-hmm. to work on animations, to work on just making it be like the best that it could be, that is odd. Yes, yeah, that part is odd, and I I can concede that. Like listen, that, that is odd. Listen, the lies, the lies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This game, so Sword and Shield. Obviously, we have not played it up to this point, but um, you know, we there have been some odd decisions like so far. So we mentioned the move set. We mentioned like there's what what there's one where like you have to find someone for the option settings. Like you have to find an NPC. Yeah. So the um so there's the sound settings for the game is tied behind a key item that you have to essentially talk to like some you essentially have to talk to like a random person in one of the first couple of towns to actually get the item and it's not through like someone saying hey you should talk to this person or like it being part of the story no it's some random 
person that's like, oh, hey, I have some extra earbuds. Here you go. And like the, you get the key item is like now you can control the sound in the game. Yeah, it's weird. That's weird. Um, I don't even know if I have any other words for that other than that's weird. <laughs> it, it, this game seems rife with with odd decisions, and we've talked we talked last week about how about the Pokedex, so we don't have to re- rehash that conversation oh, again. No, yeah, but. at that point, it is what it is with the Pokedex. Like I'm 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 over it. Like I said, I was. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at it, the uh, like Pokemon Home, like being able to transfer your Pokemon, it's not going to be available until next year. So even if I was able to bring those Pokemon over. I would have had to have like gone through the game already and I would have had the game already at this point. I would have, you know, made new teams, you know, I would have adjusted at this point, which, which a lot of the Pokemon games, like since they've introduced, uh, like the, the whole Pokebank thing, that's sort of what they've done. They've, uh, uh, sort of, uh, you know, forced you to play with a Pokemon in the game. And then down the road, you're able to transfer your Pokemon over. So have they have they really gone into that? What Pokemon Home actually is, though? Like, I think isn't that part mm-hmm. of the that, that's yeah. part of the problem, though, right? Yeah, and a lot of like, people are looking at Pokemon uh, Home now, and they're looking at it being like a what you sort of used to be. Well, well I see two sides. Yeah, I see two sides of some people are arguing that Pokemon Home is like. Uh, Game Freak cutting out certain features that were in the game already and tying it behind like a whole like you know ser- service. Well, that's the thing is that we don't know exactly like, that's, that that that's part of the problem and that is something that they should go ahead and do. I mean, and this game is like is out at this point. Like like we need to know what Pokemon Home actually is so there is no longer speculation about like hey if I just you know, transfer or wait, patiently wait till whenever next year for Pokemon Home, transfer my Pokemon. Are they going to just be in like some museum somewhere? Like they have models, but I can't use them. Can I use them? Like we, we, there's literally no way to know. That's part of the problem. There's no communication with that stuff. Yeah. So it's just, it, this, the whole situation sort of just blew up. I honestly feel that it's sort of, sort of like what you said a little while ago, like, you know, at the end of the day, what what were you expecting out of a Pokemon game? But I feel like if you're going to... I feel like they made a point of, like, saying, hey, like, this... Like, you've been waiting for a really good Pokemon game. This is it. Like, this is, this is our masterpiece. Like, they sort of built it up as that, but sort of looks like they're doing, like, the same stuff that they did on the 3DS. Yeah. Which, at the, at the end of the day, I'm still going to buy... Mm-hmm. Still gonna make my, you know, my competitive teams. I'm still gonna, which I do appreciate that I've heard that, you know, creating competitive, com- competitively viable Pokemon is a lot easier in this game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, you know, longer the hours of me having to like, you know, find a Pokemon that has like a particular, uh, you know, nature that I liked and then like, you know, breeding multiple and multiple Pokemon. Like, when I say boxes full of the same Pokemon, just to get the right stats, just to get the right nature, and hopefully to get it shiny. Listen, I am happy that I don't have to do that anymore. That, those 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 Pokemon are miserable in there. You just got like, you know, you're gonna have like Pokemon kill shelters or something. Like, I was geez. yeah, I was gonna I was gonna make a uh, a really bad joke about Pokemon playing parenting or planned uh parenthood but <laughs> just just let's just leave it to the imagination of of you and the and the listeners but yeah it was pretty bad wow 
I will. I'm glad that you shared that with us personally. Um, but yeah, like which I, which, I, which I believe point pro choice, pro choice. Of course, of course, yes, of course. Um, yeah, like we. I don't know, man. The, I'm gonna play this game I, again. I, my biggest disappointment is just that, like, I wanted this to be like the ultimate like first mainline console experience like th- that really just blew my socks off and and i mean it might be pretty cool it seems like it'll be entertaining at least um but it seems like it there's a lot of weird shit going on that i, I don't know if it's gonna really be like that gold for me like like gold blue and gold are like the gold standard no pun intended but like the gold standard for like pokemon games um why was i found to be okay like, I played through the story and kind of put it down, but, like, Blue and Gold really just kind of blew me away in terms of, like, the campaigns, uh, the num- the, the kind of Pokemon that they were available, um, and, and really just all the advancements that, that, like, especially Gold brought, like, to the formula. Um, I was hoping to kind of see that translated over into Sword and Shield, and I, I'm not sure if, if that, that will be there. The lies. The lies! <laughs> Well, I guess we can uh, discover that probably next week, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. We're going to be talking about it next week. But with that, I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap up yep. this week. Episode 38 in the bag. Rod, mm. what you got for us? If you were going to play Pokemon this week, this week, please let us know. I would love to hear, like, why you're interested in Pokemon, like, like the new one. Um Maybe what got you into Pokemon in the first place. I just want to kind of hear Pokemon experiences. I, I love hearing Pokemon stories. So, like, if you're playing the game, just tell us why. Um, tell us if you are, you know, supportive of Game Freak, critical. We kind of want to hear it all. Let's go ahead and get the hashtag, the lies, the lies going on Twitter. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, same thing. Guys, play Play more video games. Enjoy the video games that you're playing. If you're not enjoying it, don't play it. But I'm excited for next week. I can't wait to play Pokemon. Um, hashtag Goofy Gang. I've, I've, I've officially made my choice. Oh, really? Groupie gang. Wait, you yeah. switched? You switched yeah. the last second? What happened? Yeah, Grookey Gang. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I feel like Grookey, that's, that's, that's going to be where it's at this generation. I, I think Grookey does have the best starter name. Yeah. Like I, I'm gonna play with Score Bunny, but I think Goofy has the best name. That and 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 shout out to Data Dave. He's a, a streamer in Atlanta. He he put out a, a skit on um on Instagram that was actually pretty funny. But it sort of pushed me over to uh, being on Team Gooky Gang. Wow. Okay. Yep. But with that, that's another week, guys. That's another episode. Uh, have fun. Share share our stuff on social media. Review us on Apple Podcasts, but just enjoy yourselves, y'all. Peace.